Welcome back to the Modern Life Podcast. My name is Tabby, and we're covering another season of The Great British Bake Off. This would be season 12, which came out in 2021. Jackie and I recorded this episode back in December, and I want to say a big thanks to her for lending me her time and baking knowledge. You can find Jackie on Instagram at bookswithjacks and check out all her wonderful book reviews there as well. Let's get on with the show. The best home bakers from across the country applied in their thousands. Just 12 have made it. Oh, blimey, here we go. Good luck, everyone. To our Bake Off bubble. When you're telling people that you're going away, absolutely nobody's guessed where I'm going. I mean, what's wrong with my cakes? <laughs> I wasn't going to apply for Bake Off, and my sister was like, just apply. I was like, why did you tell me to apply? Because I got through. When we look at the tent, it's the feeling you get when you walk for the first time into the, the Sistine Chapel. Alrighty, welcome back to the Modern Life Podcast. I have Jackie back with me. You may remember her from our Bridgerton episode. Jackie, how are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And what's your modern thought for us today? With it being the end of the year, I heard someone say, and I've heard people say this all the time, right? The days are long, but the years are short. It's like this common saying that people like to say and you know when you're younger you kind of just scoff at it but I have never felt that more than I feel this year (laughs) like this year has just been I don't know so tough I feel like it's it was tougher than 2020 and the days seemed incredibly difficult and long and yet I am now we we all are now 20 days away from 2022 and I am not how did this happen (laughs) where did the year go and I don't know if this is just a result of getting older yeah I'm shocked and dismayed I I agree (laughs) with you that um this year was a lot harder than 2020 (laughs) I I feel like maybe I'm just really naive because (laughs) in 2020 we were just all waiting for you know, the COVID vaccine being developed and it's finally here. And I had no, absolutely no clue. I could not predict that so many people did not even want the COVID vaccine. <laughs> and that we're mm-hmm. still like dealing with this stuff and how much our, I know, especially my life, how much it has been affected by the continuation and the mutations of COVID-19. So I just, I was already socially like, difficult (laughs) like I'm an ambervert so like sometimes I do really well but other times not so much um but the lack of social interaction has really made it worse like I went on a trip at the end of September and met up with some bookstagram friends for about a week and about three days in I was like okay this was a mistake, not because they weren't lovely, wonderful people, because they were, they were amazing. And I'm so glad I met them. But I was just like, um, this is too long of a trip. I am burnt out. (laughs) I don't know how to be socially normal anymore. (laughs) Um, you know, I live alone with my cat. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's not that I don't see family, but trying to be in that social atmosphere, I was like, oh, this is going to be bad when we, if we ever get back to normal, because this is going to be a struggle for me, so. Yeah, 
lots of adjustments. Yeah, that's a good modern thought. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Mine is related to the Great British Bake Off a little bit. It's also highly specific, and it's just me defending my utter hatred of uh, truffle oil. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with truffle oil? Uh, truffle oil, I feel like because we put it in, like we have these truffle fries at work that they put the truffle oil on and people are always shocked at me hating it. But there's no there's no truffles in truffle oil. It's just a fancy name. It's just expensive olive oil. I feel like it's a total ripoff. And I think Lizzie in the Great British Bake Off did do one of her desserts with truffle oil and I would have been like, this is gross. Like I would have been like the mean judge. Um, I, and I've actually looked this up. I found a few articles. One here is from the Napa Truffle Festival. One of the chefs here is quoted to say, it's not only fake and dishonest and allows people to cheat, but it also tastes bad. Um, there is a type of chemical called, I hope I'm saying this right, dithiapentane, which is synthesized to kind of taste like truffles. But if you've ever had an actual truffle before, you know that truffle oil just kind of tastes nothing like it. So this is <laughs> this is my very random modern thought. Anyways. <laughs> I do think truffle oil is overhyped. It's fine in some things, but I don't think it's like the liquid gold that everybody makes it out yeah. to be. So yeah. I, I can get down with that. Like truffle fries are good, but, you know, they're not like groundbreaking this is the best thing i've ever had you know and it's good in mac and cheese sometimes but again it's not something that i keep in the house or anything other people are like this is liquid gold and i'm like meh <laughs> so that's a good way to put it yeah um but i think uh we're ready to dive into the great british bake-off series 12 which came out in 2021 I, I have many thoughts because this is probably one of my favorite seasons in a long time. Yeah, this one was really, really good. I agree. I wanted to say something just in general about the show before we get started into like all the individual weeks. So the show was previously filmed um, at Welford Park in Berkshire. And ever since the last season, they are now at Down Hall Hotel in Essex. Because I'm guessing the original location didn't have room to accommodate all the bakers. And this version of the show where they're in the practice tent, they're in the bubble, they don't have to, you know, go back home. I think it's such a better model. I, it must save the baker so much stress and time mm -hmm. and money. And I just really hope that they continue with this, even if COVID was to be over. Yeah, I think it, it caused them. I mean, the bakers always end up pretty bonded, but you can definitely tell that this group is more bonded. Oh, um, that's a good point. And, yeah, it makes for better TV that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going back and forth between, you know, the where the production site and home. And a lot of previous seasons, you know, they have to work during the week or go to school during the week. They can't just focus on practicing mm -hmm. um, like they could this time, which I think that was really helpful for some of these folks, particularly like Chig's. And Christelle, you That's know, true, being able yeah. to focus solely on on this, I think, was very helpful for them. 
And then the other random thing I have to say is about the intro. Like the intros <gasps> always kind of bothered me. How do you feel about the intro? Uh, it's the very first thing I have written down. Like I have, I mean, <laughs> and I used a curse word, but the intros were crap. <laughs> Who convinced Paul to do the achy breaky heart? Like how much did they have to pay him to do that? Oh. <laughs> like... And he did way more goofy intros than he's ever done before. So I have to wonder, are they trying to salvage his likability? That's funny. You were talking about the intros to each episode. I was just talking about like the theme music intro. <laughs> oh, no, I don't mind the theme music intro. That's kind of like classic Bake Off. It's the stupid intros. Oh, I mean, what they had him in a ripped t-shirt painted green. As the <laughs> hey, Paul is down to clown. Said. Paul is down to clown. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? How? How did this happen? And Matt, mm, I mean, Matt's a whole nother story. But yeah, I, it's just the very first thing is I was just like, intros were shit. The, the Hulk <laughs> one, the one they where they dressed up as... Um, the musicians, the dead musicians, and then uh, the one for German Week, that one had me just roaring with laughter. But that's only like three out of all the intros. The rest, we were just kind of watching in silence, like scratching our heads. Like none of them yeah. were really that funny. It was just kind of like cringy. <laughs> Nobody wants Achy Breaky Heart to make a comeback. <laughs> no one. <laughs> The only thing I have to say about the actual Bake Off intro, and the season has gotten really, I mean, it's not really home baking anymore. A lot of the things they make there are just, you know, out of control. But the flat red macarons that haven't risen and the filling is not piped into them, it's just kind of like smeared on. It always <laughs> bothers me because it creates this illusion of like, it's just home baking. And it's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> like, you couldn't present these kinds of macarons to the judges. Like, they wouldn't be happy. Uh, that's all. I just really hate those macarons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can see your point. I did see this season a lot more unfinished products from the bakers. So I did get more of a home baker feel from this season except for one contestant who i have a slight gripe about oh. <laughs> which we'll get into as 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 uh, we get further down sounds um, good but... let's yeah let's get started so first week was cake week well first of all maggie is the sweetest cutest little old lady and Paul was the biggest jerk to her the first like two weeks and I was so mad at him she made me think of a little lady who belonged you know when she was younger she belonged on call the midwife like <laughs> she was just so sweet and their constant referral to her age it was a little weird yeah me nuts like I just was not into it and it really annoyed me and every time she cried, my heart would break for her. <laughs> and so I, I was really mad at Paul for a while. 
I can see that. But, I really like Noel coming up to her doing one of the weeks and being like, "This, it's just cake. It's not as important as delivering a baby. And she's like, you know what? You're right. Exactly. <laughs> I love Noel. <laughs> love him. But I just thought for a first episode, like, Paul was in rare form. He told Prue to take her teeth out and clean them later. And she quite rightly smacked him. I was just like, dude, the ageism come going on in this episode it was just killing me. Yeah. So notes for cake week. Uh, the Swiss roll challenge was eh, whatever. Chig's giggling during the malt loaf challenge was the most adorable thing. And I fell in love with him day one. Oh, you didn't have uh, to wait until the glasses when everybody else no, fell in love with No, <laughs> but I have a type. <laughs> I won't lie, I have a type, but his little giggle though, I was just like, that is adorable. And Jurgen, who I also loved, which might be a hot take. I know a lot of people did it, but I what? did. Who are those people? I know, thank you. Um, but him say him right after they put their technical bakes on the table and him saying, I need the toilet, I <laughs> died i was just like yep i'm in love with you too this is fantastic this is excellent tv and then uh lizzie and noel need to be the official british bake-off hosts going yes. forward yes. i want to start a petition ditch matt hire lizzie they are comedic gold like they had more chemistry than matt and noel ever did does anyone have chemistry with matt i mean yeah. I find him just off-center, creepy. His jokes land really flat. I mean, he even cracked a joke at himself because his jokes were terrible. I did freak out in the first... Because I, I watched these as they aired. I didn't, like, binge-watch them. So when they didn't have the deliberations at the end of the first episode, I, like, totally lost my mind. I was like, wait a minute. You're not... That's one of my favorite parts. You're not going to do this for the rest of the season luckily that wasn't the case and then poor Jurgen, his family didn't answer <laughs> <laughs> when, when he won when he won to tell yeah. them <laughs> he's just awkwardly i guess no one's home and then they just keep recording and i was like oh, bless. oh that's hilarious yeah the showstopper challenge in this one the anti-gravity illusion cake is one of those mm -hmm. perfect perfect examples of like this is not flat red macarons like this is <laughs> this is instagram stuff this is pinterest stuff like even if you're a professional you wouldn't be making things like this unless you're maybe somebody hired you for like a special event and there needs to be taking pictures of it like and this one the thing that really stood out to me was Jerzino. he tried to build this anti-gravity cake out of a roulade that he was gonna have standing up which already seems very daring but his frosting was too soft and he kind of just remolded it and still presented something and i don't think people watching at home really realize how admirable that is because i personally would have had a meltdown like at my home like, you know, not mm. even at, like, a show with cameras going. And Jerzino always kind of kept his cool. And I don't know, that was just one of those great bake-off moments to me. Jerzino really came off very laissez-faire about it all. But I thought Tom going out was the, the right call. Tom did not have the confidence to be in this season. And he it's not, like... 
he's not like Christelle. Like Christelle, she's very, you know, she's very hard on herself, but hmm. she still has the confidence to bake. Whereas Tom just came across as just really lacking, you know, and, and his cake, his original plan for his cake was not even anti-gravity. So he really, really just missed the brief completely. So um, nice guy, but definitely deserved to be the first one out. Mm -hmm. um, and if it wasn't him, it, it definitely would have been Josino for me. So we're moving on to week two, Biscuit Week. For the signature, they had to make 12 identical brandy snaps. Have you ever made brandy snaps before? I have once and determined that that is just one of those things that's better to buy than to make. They're um, very tricky. I think I even used... I made them because I saw them on the Bake Off before, I believe, and they're just so hot. Um, it really helps wearing gloves. Like, you have to shape them, right? You know, when they come out of the oven, and it's just... They're really tricky. They're such a faff. I mean, just buy them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... How, it's just... And, they do them. This is not the first time they've done brandy snaps in a season. So I felt like some of the bakes were a little repetitive from previous seasons. Uh, the brandy snaps, the Swiss roll, you know, how many times can you do a Swiss roll on Bake Off? Come on. <laughs> I did think Biscuit Week was kind of boring. So it's like, yeah, the brandy snaps, you know, whatever. And then uh, the technical was a jammy dodger, except they couldn't call it a jammy dodger. I mean, that, that was decent enough for a technical, I guess. Um, but then the showstoppers, the whole 3D childhood toy that has to have an interactive element. It just took it That's way great. too far, yeah. It's like you should be on a woodworking show, not on a baking <laughs> show. <laughs> Well, it's just, well, some of them, I think, did a good job. Well, I think most of them did a good job. But I think Rashika's pinball game was an epic fail, and they tried to make it seem like it was all right. Well, Prue did, anyways. Poor Maggie and her, um, we didn't really have toys growing up. Jurgen too. We didn't, but at least he, he did a windmill that worked. I was just like. Holy crap. Yeah, um, but he's a physicist too. Like he's got that brand I mean, here. Work with what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Something I noticed in this episode too were the mad cuts. Like once the music starts ramping up and they're trying to get some excitement in there, they were like 15 cuts per second. Like watching this, I was like, the, the editor needs to drink one less cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm wondering if, if it was just because it was such a boring week <laughs> <laughs> that they had to try to, you know, create something out of nothing. I just, the showstoppers, like, I just wasn't super impressed with a lot of them. Chigs, for only having been baking for a little over a year, I thought he did a really good job. Um, I thought Freya did a good job. And I know everybody, like, rags on her, her accent and everything. I just find her adorable. And the fact that she tries to do everything vegan. Oh, my which, gosh. Yeah, that's amazing. She, she's making everything doubly hard on herself compared to everyone else. Yeah. I was so proud of her. I know what you mean about her voice. The English Valley Girl accent with that was all mm -hmm. vocal fry. It was very difficult 
to listen to and I know how mean that sounds because she just seems like such an incredibly hard worker she's so young like yeah she seems like a super nice person I'm kind of the opposite I the, the showstopper 3d toy just the fact that they all presented something I'm already like you're this is amazing <laughs> just like because the challenges are so so difficult especially like Giuseppe's reversi board I thought was really great uh, we did have a, just a blast with Jurgen when we were watching the show we like mm -hmm. exclaimed that's so German and everything he did and we like <laughs> copied every one of his lines and like a heavy accent <laughs> but I think my note on this uh, episode kind of foreshadowed his demise because he made these masala chai brandy snaps and he precisely measured out every spice that will go into that it's so german and also because he's a physicist i can see why he's doing this but these kinds of like precise methods often don't consider convenience so for example when i make chai mousse i just buy the tea at the store i like grind it up and throw it in the mousse and i just feel like he had a tendency to overcomplicate things that got him into trouble finally when he was building that japanese gate in the episode that he went out i have thoughts on that too <laughs> But first, we have uh, uh, Bread Week, unless you have anything left on Biscuit Week? No, all good. <sighs> bread Week. I mean, I am so tired of focaccia and breadsticks <laughs> in Bread Week. Can we have some other bread, please? Um, the showstoppers were good. I would have loved to have tasted them because I like a good milk bread. I love me some bread, but... I was just focaccia and breadsticks. I mean, ugh, come on. And then Shika was a perfectly lovely person, but I did not vibe with her on the show. So I was kind of happy to see her get moving. But otherwise, I didn't have a whole lot to say about bread week because I wasn't into the bread they made. <laughs> the technical challenge was the one you're talking about, the ciabatta breadstick. St sorry, breadstick one. That was a two-hour challenge, and everyone's bread, except for Giuseppe, who won, was kind of raw and could have used mm -hmm. longer in the oven and was underproofed. And that, for me, is an mm. indicator that there's something wrong with the challenge. If everyone is doing it wrong, you do not have enough time in two hours to do this challenge. Well, I, I actually um, have in my notes about the challenges... Were they given, like, were they all just shorter than normal? Or am I just, like, imagining that? I don't know. I just, I felt like they, in general, it, particularly in Showstoppers, uh, in the finale Showstopper, they were given four hours, and I was just kind of like, oh, that's wait, true, that yeah. seems like an awfully short time for the finale. That is a good <laughs> point, Yeah. They're doing the tasting for the technical challenge. Paul says to Christelle in this one, what were you thinking? Which is, which is a line that he says a lot. And mm -hmm. the contestants always apologize. And for once, I want them to go like all out American and be like, what was I thinking? I think it's pretty freaking awesome. I came up with something and a time crunch on TV while having no instructions. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> like they're always right. so nice. <laughs> Well, they're very British. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to dessert week, what have you got for that one? 
intro joke was awful. I like, don't even it was remember. Terrible. <laughs> and not in a funny way. I don't even know if I remember it either. I just wrote down that it was awful. So <laughs> I love a Pavlova, so I was into the, the first challenge. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to try and make one for our Christmas tea this year, like legit make one. So I'm very excited about that it. But good. I love a Pavlova. <laughs> Paul is a jerk to Maggie again. I got really angry. <laughs> My next note is again petitioning for Lizzie to be a co-host with Noel. <laughs> there was one point where he where she was like, "Don't come over here with your nervous energy." <laughs> just I don't know what episode right. it was, but it just made me laugh. <laughs> um. Oh, I love Christelle and her dramaticness. She is so invested in this and she's so hard on herself, but she's so joyful. Yes. Um, but I was just like, if I was ever on Bake Off, I would be her, maybe less joyful, but I would be so overly dramatic like that too. I'm a hundred percent certain that I would just be the one who was just like, oh. um, but she's so genuinely happy for other people when they do mm, well mm-hmm. and it's just such a lovely person and Very. then hottie mcchiggs he got a handshake <laughs> chiggs gosling <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> and i was like um yay chiggs won poor maggie like she needed to go obviously but paul was mean <laughs> and so i was very protective and I was like I don't care if she gets to stay <laughs> I, I honestly didn't mind Paul's humor in this episode that much I see what you're saying about the ageism though that was that was getting to be too much but for the technical challenge there was a sticky toffee pudding and Maggie made a joke about making them a gluten free version because she forgot to put mm-hmm. the flour and I just thought she was being such a good sport about it and Prue was also really really kind about it Paul tried to crack a joke about it later on but it's like it's just Paul being Paul again <laughs> right she was I mean Maggie she was so sweet and and she even said when she was making the sticky toffee pudding surely this needs flour Right. Like she knew it needed flour. I think the the nervousness of the tent was just too much for her. It's the only thing I can think of. I agree, yeah. I have some notes on shakes for this episode for the he made this passion fruit pavlova, which looked so elegant. Mm-hmm. And I gasped when I saw he had made tempered chocolate tongues for it for the decoration. And he we see him like mm-hmm. casually adding tempered chocolate to so many of his bakes throughout the season mm-hmm. and the show like almost never comments on it and i don't think the average joe watching this really comprehends the extra knowledge and work that goes into tempering chocolate especially for chicks who's only baked for like a year and a half and i'm just mm-hmm. here to shout out how amazing chicks is because i feel like he didn't get any recognition if they had if there had been a chocolate week this season he would have just smashed it yeah, why wasn't there a chocolate week? I mean, we had some weird weeks. Where was the chocolate week? But I remember, I can't remember which episode it was, but it was like, oh, tempered chocolate? I can do that. <laughs> he was yeah, like, it's like, I can what? do that. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and, and I am a fairly decent baker, but 
I don't bother with any of that. That's not a that's not a home baking skill. I'm gonna say right, right here and now. That's not something the average home baker is gonna be tempering chocolate. Agreed. And for the showstopper challenge, they had to make this jacquard imprint collar. And I thought that was mm -hmm. such a great challenge. It really gave the bakers so much freedom and showed their artistry because they could paint different things on the into the collar. And Freya also used silky tofu for her mousse, which is so smart mm -hmm. and effective. It's also really, really yummy and a great um, alternative to using egg. Uh, have you ever used uh, tofu in a mousse before? No, I've never even tried tofu. What? Never in your life? Have you had tofu? Never in my life. I had tofu last night. I was just guzzling it down. I love tofu. That is so weird. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm like, I'm adventurous with food, but only to a certain point. And for whatever reason, tofu just scares the crap out of me. Like, I'm sure it's probably fine. And if I tried it, I'd be totally into it. But I also have textural issues. And it's like, I don't like, the Indian cheese. Um, is it uh, pan oh, it? Nope. paneer? Yes. Yes, paneer. <laughs> I love paneer. I don't like paneer, but it's not a taste issue. It's a textural thing, but paneer and tofu seem um, pretty on par with each other. They're, they're <laughs> not. They're very different. I'm telling you, if you were to taste Freya's silky tofu mousse, you wouldn't even know it didn't have any egg or cream in it but anything else about dessert week uh no i just thought that most everybody did a pretty good job yeah so i'm so impressed every week everyone is just amazing we're moving on to german mm. week and i will try to uh control myself here <laughs> i will say that noel's german accent was, was super great i loved it that intro again was amazing i hated it no you don't like kraftwerk either I hated the intro. I just wasn't into it. Jackie, <laughs> you're being such a hater right now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just didn't really like it. I, honestly, I can't. Most of the openings I just didn't love. I did love. The part of the opening I loved was Prue stomping over and unplugging them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> for the signature they had to make german cookies i really love mm. giuseppe's star cookies with the powdered sugar those were so elegant lizzie's mm -hmm. cheeky cookies were so fun she made these like round ones with painted faces yes. and lashes and lipstick everybody's cookies looked actually really really great yeah the cookies were great I, well the german biscuits as they call them i thought they were great and then the technical is obviously something I have never heard of before. And and didn't even didn't even Jurgen was like, Yeah, I've never even had it or heard it you know, he's like never made it, never eaten it. And <laughs> like half my notes for this podcast are on this uh technical challenge they had to make a prince regent tort which i actually made for my baking final in pastry school as well the history behind it it's named after prince regent Leopold of bavaria and i will not get into my uh wild conspiracy theories about how he had ludwig ii assassinated here anyways uh <laughs> 
<laughs> it originally had uh, eight layers of cake and cream to represent the eight districts of the Kingdom of Bavaria. After World War II, there was some restructuring of those di districts, which made them only seven. So it's okay to make this cake as well with um, seven layers. I'm also used to adding apricot jam to one of the layers, which they did not do on the show. Not that I'm advocating for them making the challenges any harder. <laughs> so that's probably a good thing that they got rid of that one. The the way they were making it, spreading the dough out onto like a piece of parchment paper was very weird to me. I don't know how that mm. would make a circle. I usually just use the bottom lip of a spring form. So you just take the collar off. You just have that tiny little thing. And that's how thin the layers are. And cooking them individually too adds this crunch to each layer because they're just so thin and delicious. And then they had to make um they had to make these chocolate crowns. And again, there was no info given on that to the audience, and it was also not really commented on. Like none of the judges tested if it was you know able to snap. Was the chocolate actually tempered and it's just one of those things where i'm like what the, then why assign them to do this it reminded me of that showstopper or i think it was a technical challenge from last season where they had to make the cornucopia horns with chocolate on it and everybody's was just melting and it's like well why give them these things to do if <laughs> no you don't actually care about it <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know i thought everyone did a fairly good job considering i've never i had never heard of it before but i definitely like well i would like to try one now it's really yummy so. yeah and then for the showstopper they had to make a tiered yeasted cake and i really mm -hmm. appreciate jurgen like calling out the judges <laughs> and how it's like we don't make a tiered yeasted cake that's not a thing <laughs> right i thought that was great and paul he was like yeah we're kind of bastardizing this sorry <laughs> <laughs> i will say this wasn't nearly as bad as uh Japanese week was <laughs> previous oh. season. <laughs> My hot take <laughs> is that first of all, I love Giuseppe and Jurgen's friendship. I think it's so nice. Mm. And I thought it was so nice of Giuseppe to be like when they were like, Oh, Jurgen, I bet he didn't like help out or anything. And Giuseppe was like, No, he gave us all lessons. He like helped us all out. He's really such a nice guy. And I was just like, that was just super sweet. Yeah. Oh. And then I was really, really mad at the end of this episode because it should have been George who got voted off <laughs> the tent, out of the tent. It should not have been Freya. George historically was worse. I think that Freya did a much better job. I don't think that her showstopper was as bad as Paul made it out to be compared to George. Yeah, I I mean, we're also not there tasting any of this. Uh, I honestly don't have a single week where, I'm, where I disagree with the judges. Like, I trust them completely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to say it from home. Yeah, George was a little uh, all over the place. <laughs> In general, you are right about that. I don't know. I just, I would have preferred to have seen Freya get another week. Yeah, it would have been really cool to see her uh, get to free from week. That would have been her time to shine. Uh, right? Well, I don't think she would have made it past Caramel Week 
which I thought was a disaster week all around. (laughs) (laughs) Before Uh, we get to caramel week, we have pastry week coming up. My only note about that one is I really liked Jurgen using ube as a flavor. It's really catching on right now. I mean, I see a lot of like imitation ube and taro out there too, but you know, it's a cool new flavor. People are using it. Yeah, uh, Pastry Week, I thought Lizzie was adorable in the show nut rounds. Um, Her being afraid of the fryer and everything was just, and she was like, I hate this, I hate this, this is terrible, you know, and then she did so well. Like, (laughs) she did excellent, so I thought that was funny. Uh, Making bakers do phyllo pastry in a two-hour technical is bonkers. (laughs) Like, absolutely bonkers. That's true. Um... And then poor Amanda, and again, I thought it should have been George (laughs) and not Amanda because they both had issues with their showstopper, but George was questionable about whether or not his was done, like whether or not the meat was done, you know what I mean? So I was just kind of like, and I know they were very neck and neck. But to me, if you're questioning if the meat is done versus hers, I mean, I would think raw meat is worse than anything that she did. But yeah, I think he said he did temp it and it did come up to temp. And I can see it getting that mushy texture, even though it's done. So like, it's safe to eat, but you don't really want to eat it. Uh, I don't know. I think the deliberation scenes did enough of a good job to show us why they came to those decisions. Um, yeah, Amanda was honestly my favorite in the whole show. I love the fact that she's this metropolitan police detective. I got this like definite right? lady boss energy from her. <laughs> yes, and she was she was really her facial expressions. You know, sometimes just the look that she gives Paul, like <laughs> she's smiling, but you know that she's like saying all these things in her head to him. Um, I loved her. Um, but again, and it's like nothing personal against George. George is a really nice guy. I just felt for me, the way, the way they cut the episodes together and everything that he just should have gone two episodes sooner Mm -hmm. than he did. Mm -hmm. But I can see how they were all very like neck and neck. And so it was probably all three of their time just at at some point in those three weeks. Yeah, that makes sense. Ready to move on to Caramel Week? Sure. So you thought this was a disaster. This was their first Caramel Week, and I thought it was such a great idea for a theme. You weren't into it? You weren't feeling the caramel? Well, I should probably mention I don't really like caramel. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Caramel is... I I just, Carol's just, what a faff. Like, you know, what a pain in the butt to make. It's so easy. It just, well, home bakers do not make it look like it's easy, and they all really (laughs) failed at it half the time. Um, But I I have this week labeled as the one where George finally goes home. (laughs) The technical, I was surprised that Giuseppe beat out Jurgen because. They said Jurgen's cookie was better, but Giuseppe's looked better. 
it, it just seems like style over substance. Hmm, I can see that. Um, yeah, the technical here was where they had to make a Twix. And I f this again felt like one of those technicals where it was just manufactured drama for mm -hmm. TV. Because I would never glaze something like this with chocolate without chilling or even freezing it first. So when the music mm -hmm. like ramps up and everyone yells that their bars are like, they're melting. It, it's <laughs> I want to be like, you're not doing anything wrong. Like the bakers are right. fine. Like the, it's just the challenge is, you know, seeing if they mess up, which they're all like bound to. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I thought the showstopper was really cool. The domed or sphered caramel dessert. I thought that was neat. Yeah, um, and actually George's honeycomb uh, sugar dome cake looked absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I, I can see why it went this week. Like, it, a lot of the things didn't taste great, but... Yeah, a lot of really beautiful things. I think there was, like, a terrarium one that looked really awesome. Yeah, some really cool that, stuff. Yeah, that was Christelle. Oh, that's right. And Lizzie's, they were like, well, this is really like a trifle. Well, you just said it had to be a sphered caramel dessert. You didn't say it couldn't be a trifle. A trifle's a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, but I, I get why they didn't, like, love hers per se yeah i think the flowers um, she had on top also they said were inedible and they did look kind of overdone she even said they were burnt so she knew oh <laughs> yeah she she even said they were burnt so but i was happy with how this one turned out mm -hmm. um consider you know with how everything went i thought they all did a really good job when it came to the sugar work dome situation except for poor christelle like I was, like, having a heart attack on her behalf, just like everyone else. <laughs> like, and Lizzie helped her get it done, and then she set it back in that stupid mold. And I was That's just right. like, no, what are you doing? It's tough to watch, yeah. Yeah, George, yeah. for the signature, too, he made this tart with a filling that would have to be baked again. And it's just like, mm -hmm. a lot of them made that choice, and it's so easy to make a caramel filling that you just pour in the shell, chill, and set. So I'm always surprised when they, like, don't take a lot of these shortcuts. I know. Moving on to number eight, Free From Week. This was the Hulk Paul Hollywood intro. Oh. Right. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, Paul doesn't get enough credit for the work he does on the show, I think a lot of it is him just, like, playing a role. He's obviously also very knowledgeable. Uh, I am I feel conflicted well, about Paul. <laughs> Paul's the Simon Cowell of British Bake Off, right? <laughs> I love Simon Cowell and, and, like, how he's very honest and just, you know, no... You know, he doesn't pussyfoot around... And he yeah. just tells people the truth, you know, Paul's a lot like that, but I find Paul sometimes to be a tad mean spirited or condescending, I guess. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the whole, yes, he is providing a character on a show, you know, he's the one we're supposed to dislike because he's like the mean one and who's the nice one. But sometimes I just get really mad at Paul. <laughs> Understandably so. 
You know, it's just how it is sometimes. Um, but I know he had to have hated this week. He He's not one to be into the free-from bakes. But I still want to know how... I mean, they must be paying him a lot of money to do these cringy openings. Because... <laughs> But yeah, the ice cream sandwiches, I thought everyone did a pretty good job. I thought Jurgen got off lucky because yep. his mm-hmm. macarons were terrible, but it worked with the ice cream apparently. So. Yeah, this is again one of those things where he's trying to do it the right way. Like he's making an Italian meringue. Paul says you have to rest macarons. You don't necessarily need to do that. You can actually sometimes get a better shine without resting them. And you can also make macarons with just powdered sugar, which is a faster version that for me works just as well. And it's just another one of those things where it's like, you can just take the shortcut. Like, don't do everything the right way. It's so, it's very German. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought the vegan sausage rolls were really cool. Um, those I definitely yummy. would like to try one of those. Yes. <laughs> even though I'm, I'm not a huge fan of mushrooms, but I think that it's enough stuff in it that I think I would really like it but I just couldn't help laughing so hard at Christelle because the whole time she's just like why is mine disgusting (laughs) (laughs) and she's just so hard on herself her outward dialogue is my internal dialogue (laughs) (laughs) you know but she was just, I was just laughing at her the whole time because I just related so much to her. And this is the episode that I just cried my eyes out. What? Because <laughs> so Lizzie bad. went home. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to go home. I know. <laughs> and I knew it was going to have to be somebody and I knew it was probably going to be Lizzie. And I just cried so hard. <laughs> There were some amazing showstoppers. They had to make this two-tiered gluten-free cake, which mm-hmm. that's hard. Gluten is what gives your cake structure. So as soon as you start building on it, it can just collapse on you without the gluten in it. Chicks made this amazing chocolate color that was just gorgeous. Lizzie's colorful mm-hmm. shack carpet with the rice paper, was that was a piece of art. That wasn't even cake mm-hmm. anymore. Like, ah. Really, really gorgeous stuff. Every single one of their showstoppers was amazing. <laughs> and I think the only reason Lizzie went home was because of her signature. Because she came third in the technical. She wasn't even last in the technical. Mm. Um, oh, I just, you're right. Mm-hmm. Her, her ice cream sandwiches, though, I think were just not. I mean, she used 100% cocoa in those biscuits (laughs) yeah they were just too dark they were little dog biscuits and the dog pattern you couldn't really see on them anymore and you have to compensate that with a lot of fat and i have a feeling that maybe she didn't quite do that Mm, so that's a really good point yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. i've worked with that stuff before it's not easy (laughs) So yeah, I I cried so hard in this episode because it was her best showstopper ever. Like she finally got her Mm. style and substance together in one cake. And it was just so great. And oh, it was so sad. 
But moving on to patisserie week, my only note mm-hmm. is for the signature, they had to make these layered slices and Jürgen's murder at the opera idea with the like little daggers sticking in the opera mm-hmm. cake, I thought was so cute. They should have all gotten a handshake. Prue was like, well, if I gave out handshakes, I'd have given you one. I was like, then give him one. Who's to say you can't do it too? You know, like, uh And Giuseppe made tiramisu. I don't know how impressive that actually is for an Italian to make tiramisu. (laughs) Who was raised in a bakery because his dad is a professional baker. Like, mm, is that impressive? Hey, the classics are classics for a reason, Jackie. (laughs) I understand that. But I think, I don't know. And then Paul, like, walking by Jurgen and being like... Sorry, Jurgen. I was just like, oh, what an ass. Like, but Jurgen, he just takes everything so well. Like, he's just, he's just like, it's okay, you know. Yeah, oh, I, I feel I, like if they hadn't been so split on his signature, he might have stayed. But yeah, it was really sad to see Jurgen go. I was mad. I won't <laughs> lie. I was really mad. But I was more mad. In the next episode, well, okay, so I really wanted a, I wanted a fin- final with all four of them. <laughs> like, I wanted it to be one of those scenarios where TV shows is like, we can't let any one go, they're all equal, we're just going to have a final with all four. Like, I wanted that to happen, for real. That's- <laughs> um, <laughs> I was desperate for that to happen. I thought it should have been Jurgen and not Giuseppe, because... Their comments about Jurgen's showstopper, I thought were crap. His showstopper was so Asian. And they're like, oh, it's just kind of boring color white because it's very Asian. And it looked, I just thought it was amazing. Even the other contestants were like, oh my God, look what Jurgen did. And they're and Giuseppe's like, well, what do you expect? It's Jurgen, you know? Like, because even they thought it was amazing. And it they even said it tasted amazing. They just were like, oh, but it just doesn't look great. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It doesn't look great. His glaze is perfect. They're like all the same size. That gate was phenomenal. And then you look at Giuseppe's Leaning Tower of Pisa, which was basically rice crispy treats. Okay, fine. <laughs> and then his entremets. Like, the glaze on them was terrible. Like, it wasn't even. And, and yeah, they're home bakers. But if you're going to compare the two, I just, I thought it should have been Jurgen who stayed. I think this was a little bit of a confusing challenge as I was watching this. And I think, again, that has something to do with trying to compress two days into an hour of TV because it wasn't clear to me that the central thing that they were building was not that important because Chiggs Mm -hmm. made um, just like this interlocking apple tree that was very easy to make and they were like, oh, that's so clever, that's simple and easy. And then what they focused on more were the little desserts. Um, And I think Jürgen had very few components in his it was it was the white and then I think there was like a raspberry in there like I personally didn't feel like it looked that exciting and if they're saying you know the flavors weren't as amazing as some of the other ones I I believe them that makes sense to me but it just seems strange watching it when you're like okay this dude built like this whole little Tory gate and 
apparently that's not as important as some of the other elements. So I wish they would have just explained that a little bit better to the audience, like what they were looking for and what was important and what wasn't. Well, they didn't seem to have a problem with the taste of the showstopper. They had a problem with the look of it. But I, I guess it's because I know Jurgen was trying to make it very Asian because of, he had an Asian theme. So I just, I don't know. My personal opinion was that it should have been Jurgen and not Giuseppe. I love Giuseppe. He is a lovely man. I don't know that I would call him a home baker technically. That would be like calling you a home baker, I think. Well, um, but Giuseppe doesn't work in baking. They haven't said no to contestants before because their family owned a business or their family. Yeah, I see what you're saying, though. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And and I understand that it's not anything against the rules or whatever. But I guess if you're going to be extra hard on Jurgen because he's done so well from the get-go, I think he should be extra hard on Giuseppe, too, because it's not like he hasn't worked in the family business yeah, before. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. Because I do think, and Paul has a bad habit of doing this, if somebody is consistently good week to week, and then they have like a week where they're not as good, but they're still really good, um, he's still harder on them and knocks them down. And I just think that's what happened to Jurgen. You know, he was star baker so many times. He came first in technical so many times. So even though he did something magnificent, they were just like, meh. And I was just like, no, not meh. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, at, this, at this stage, every single detail matters. And I mean, everybody else did pretty amazing, too. They yeah, did. I just... yeah. I thought his looked beautiful. I mean, I loved Chig's. I loved his tree and his apples, even though his glaze was a mess. Um, <laughs> Christelle's was beautiful. You know, I think she did a really excellent job. Giuseppe's, I mean, I thought it was kind of boring. I did. Um, I did love how Giuseppe make, kept making jokes about... Uh, the leaning tower and like Italian engineering mm. and comparing himself to <laughs> Jurgen's bench. <laughs> He's like, you don't expect the same standard from an Italian as you do from a German. That made me laugh. <laughs> yes. I think that was, that was so funny. <laughs> I mean, I think the contestants being sh so incredibly shocked that Jurgen got voted off is everything you need to know with exactly how good he actually was. They were completely Stunned. And I was too, to be fair. I really thought it was going to be. I actually thought it was going, it might have ended up being like Chigs or something. Mm. And I was going to be like revolt and heartbroken. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did come forth in the technical, even though he got a handshake. Yeah, I was surprised just by looking at the three rounds together. I would have thought it would have been Christelle or Chiggs, but I would not have wanted that to be the case because they're two of my favorites. And I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but I ship them together. Like, <laughs> can we have a bake-off romance? Because I ship that. <laughs> 
this kind of leads me perfectly into the final and also my next question because Jürgen in the semifinal came first in the technical and Giuseppe right. came last in the technical in the final. And my question to you is, does the technical actually matter once we get to these later rounds? What's your opinion on that? I think it, honestly, I'm starting to think it's arbitrary. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> um, because I, I also have no, Giuseppe got last in technical. And in the signature, they were all really even. You know, like the carrot cake, they all had really good notes. They all had a couple of like things that they could have worked on, mm -hmm. whatever. And then you have the technical and Christelle finally got her first. I was so happy for her. <laughs> and Giuseppe overcooked his and he came in last. And then you get to the showstopper and <sighs> Giuseppe won off of one item. In the panna cotta. Yeah. Yeah. And it just... <sighs> but then again, I don't know if that is true. This final was, again, one of those where I'm like, this is just me, but like those Prue and Paula professionals, they're tasting everything, they're looking everything, like I'm not seeing the whole story. So is this just like an editing thing? of? Because I was also shocked that Giuseppe won based off of what I was seeing, but I'm, sh I'm sure he deserved it. Like I'm... I'm not trying to like start something here with a great British bake-off, but it just seems like I wish you would make that a little bit more obvious to the audience instead of making it this like surprised, you know, this person won. <laughs> well, and I just, I have to wonder because obviously Christelle could never win. Her focaccia was raw. Um, yeah, when she pulled broke. it out, I was really like, what is what is that? Because <laughs> they only showed well, it for one second. I was like, oh, it's yeah, that was strange. <laughs> well, I had I was I was worried because when she put it in the oven, she's like, oh, let me put this in here for 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, uh, I don't even remember that 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not long enough for any bread I know, except for the kind you get in the freezer section. <laughs> and even then, that's usually like 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, so I was really sad that and heartbroken for her that her focaccia was so terrible. Yeah. But when they went through Giuseppe's stuff, Paul had a couple of notes and issues on some things. Um, for some of Giuseppe's earlier items. And then he got to the panna cotta and he was just like, Oh, they were just, this is the best yeah. thing I've ever had. I'm <laughs> taking this with me. I'm going to eat the whole thing, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's okay. Uh, you know, I trust you that it's the best panna cotta you've ever had, you know, but Chig's, his was just so, his fit the brief so well. It looked so good in Mad Hatter and every single thing they ate, they talked about how beautiful and amazing it tasted yeah. and looked. His biscuits were adorable. Um, his cake was fantastic. He had all like the only thing that he got in the feedback that they showed on air was that the pepper and the elderflower did flavor didn't come through mm -hmm. in his biscuits, the cards. But that's such a small little thing compared to with Giuseppe, Paul talking about he had some texture issues with mm -hmm. his little shoe buns. And coming know? third in the technical. Yeah, I agree. Right? 
So I feel like Giuseppe got through on the strength of his panna cotta. <laughs> and I just, that better be some, <laughs> I mean, like, I just, I thought Chig should have won. I really, really, and truly did. Um, just based of what we saw. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. In the show. It didn't make sense based on how they edited it. I will say, Christelle and Chig's genuine happiness for Giuseppe, oh though. Oh my god, that's I have that written down too. <sighs> made me cry. I was just like, they are just I like I shipped them. Um, I <laughs> want a Christelle cookbook um, with all her the flavors and the you know her. Oh my yeah, gosh, tasty week. Yeah, she used like miso and all these fun flavors all the time. Sesame, she used a lot. Um, yeah, her but her curry uh, oh. showstopper in Pastry Week. I wanted to eat that so badly. Oh man! Yeah, I'd make that. But seeing Christelle and Shakes just scream their heads off as if they were the ones who had won, and like hug Giuseppe. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. And he's just standing there completely stunned. It was adorable. It was. And also when they completed their showstoppers, um, you know, when the time ran out, Noel standing there trying not to cry oh. when they finished. <laughs> I just felt like he was all of us, you know, just like watching <laughs> this because they were three genuinely excellent people. Like I said, I think Giuseppe is an excellent human being and I am quite certain he's an excellent baker. I just... I can only go off of what the judges say and what mm -hmm, we see. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I just thought it should have been Chigs overall. Yeah. Say lovey. Yeah. Do you have a top baker out of all of them? Who is your favorite? Well, I, I'd say I have a top two and that is Chigs and Christelle. Chigs and Christelle. Um, and then my third would be Jurgen because I loved Jurgen so much. Like, <laughs> I know that there are people who found him annoying. And who whatever. are these people you keep talking about? Who are I, there's just, <laughs> I just heard and read since there were people who are like, they don't like him. And I'm just like, how can you not like Jürgen? <laughs> oh, he's just so many. And he's so very German and just so lovely and just so kind. Like, was it, oh, when Matt was like, well, I'll give you a handshake, even though it doesn't mean anything. And you're just like, well, it means something to me. And I was just like, oh, gosh. But yeah, Chigs, Christelle, Jurgen, and Lizzie. I freaking love me some Lizzie. But from a, like, I want her to be, you know, again, I'm like a broken record. Like, petition her <laughs> to be. Let's get boot out, Matt. <laughs> I'd be Bring okay with that. Yeah. I just like the little things they showed of Jürgen, like his family not answering or like he oh likes gosh. to play his trombone with his little bunny rabbit. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> I know. And he when they showed that picture of him being young, he was a little hotty when he was young. <laughs> How about that? I um, honestly loved, I mean, Amanda was my favorite, but I loved 
all the bakers, every single one, mm. even the ones that went out early. It takes so much talent to be on the show and so much commitment. And I know, I know I've said this before, but just everyone was amazing. And then they were. What is the week that you would have failed at? And which week would you have been okay at as a baker? So the week that I would have failed at, I think probably would have been the caramel week <laughs> because I would have literally had no interest in any of that. Like Lizzie every <laughs> week, she's like, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I think I would have done well on the technical because I know what a Twix bar is. Like they all just seem to not understand what a Twix bar was. <laughs> and the week that I would have been good at Maybe dessert week or... That's a tough one. That's a good one. I think I would have done a really good job in the final. <laughs> and won. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mad Hatter Tea Party as the showstopper. Listen, I, I have some mileage on my tea party. Oh, oh that's true. And prep. Yeah. <laughs> and a carrot cake uh and belgian buns i would have made them like a cinnamon bun too so but yeah that that or or uh dessert week i think would have been the two weeks that i would probably have done the best for me the one i would have left at is always bread week i don't know how to make bread <laughs> <laughs> and then the one I would have been okay at is actually caramel week. I'm pretty proud of this, but I can oh. I can make a caramel without any measuring or anything. I just throw things in a pot. I get caramel. I, this is me bragging right now. <laughs> hey, it's that's good. Like, but you want to know something really really weird? Is you know how if you cook caramel too long, it kind of like turns into toffee. I don't mind the toffee so much i just don't like caramel even though it's the same thing <laughs> <laughs> like you know if you buy a caramel apple the caramels that really thick sticky stuff on a caramel apple i love a caramel apple but my mom will buy apples like caramel sauce that she'll dip apples in and i hate it i think it's so gross <laughs> I don't quite get caramel apples because you still have to eat the whole apple. It's like, I didn't want to eat something healthy. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so good. But it's like you're tricking fair, me into eating something healthy. <laughs> oh, but to, well, but to be fair, my favorite snack is apples dipped in peanut butter. So, Oh, that's a good one. Granny Smith apples dipped in peanut butter is it's literally the best. My golden retriever and I, like, we'd share... <laughs> his favorite snack too. <laughs> That's adorable. But, yeah, I I would have gone out in caramel because I've never made it ever, and and I know the theory behind it because I've watched enough baking shows. Uh, yeah, and and I've never worked with isomalt or anything either, so I would have definitely been out of my depth. Yeah, you're right. That's again one of those things that's like. I've used it because I have it at work, but like what home baker is mm -hmm. going to have isomol <laughs> like lying around? Right. <laughs> yeah. Any last notes but on any of the challenges of the show in general of Matt not being funny? Of, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt is so not funny. 
and he know, and I just I feel like he knows he's not. Funny. I know. I feel bad. <laughs> but um, I, I guess my only other note is is at the very end when they showed Lizzie and Freya traveling all across the country Ooh. to meet up with the other bakers and stuff. It just warmed my cold dead heart. Like <laughs> it's just like this is fabulous. I love it. I love that the two of them are like friends yeah. going to visit all their other friends. And it's <laughs> except Giuseppe who's back in Milan. What's he doing um, there? Yeah, I wanted to know. I was like stalking his Instagram, but I don't really know why he would move back there. Well, I think he moved back because um, he he had mentioned that his dad was not doing well and oh, was ill. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and I think and then um, his dad he's working with his dad on a cookbook, which I think is heartbreakingly sweet. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but just they just all seem so close and it's just so cool and I just wish I had like a community like that locally like but I would like a little baking community too. yeah that would be sweet <laughs> baking I'll help you bake bread yeah <laughs> you can teach me pastry things because <laughs> I can make bread <laughs> but yeah again a really great season Jackie thank you so much for yes. coming on again and lending your expertise and your opinions on the Great British Bake Up thank you very much I had fun as always and um, I'm just so happy that this was such a good season yeah thank you every aspect of their baking skills will be tested on your marks in 30 get set brand new challenges bake we're on the way. Good luck in there. My German brain gets active when I make sweet stuff. More chocolate. I just enjoy feeding people because that's what Greek people do. Everything they create will be judged by Pruleith. I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> that's so delicious. And Paul Hollywood. Don't look into his eyes. I'm going to stare him down. Don't stare. <laughs> Fall down. 